Hello and welcome back to Grounded Frequencies. I'm your host Daisy and this is a weekly podcast on holistic health, spirituality and intentional living. Thank you so much for all your love and support on these episodes I'm putting out because I guess this marks one month of the podcast and I'm so proud of myself for being so consistent because it's not always easy to be consistent but I've really been dedicated to this because it's something I care about and I love doing and I love sharing with you all so thank you so much. I choose these episode topics every week kind of intuitively and based on what is tickling my interest. I have this long list of ideas and notes and today I wanted to talk about optimizing your mental health naturally because there is so much conversation about mental health on the internet and thank goodness because it's so important and I don't want anyone to ever suffer in silence but it's so awesome how our generation is making this less of a taboo topic and we don't feel afraid to express or talk about our feelings and what we're going through it's amazing but in saying this I think there are many parts of this conversation that aren't being discussed and are being left out and the truth is is that in all of human history we have never been as comfortable as we are right now Most of us don't have to go farm or forage or hunt for our own food. If you want to know something, you can literally pull your phone out and look it up. We have almost all of all the knowledge in the world at our fingertips. We sleep in beds. We have cozy coats and jumpers. We're warm. We have so much at our disposal. There's gadgets and life hacks for just about anything. It's very rare that in the first world at least which is what I'm speaking about and where this mental crisis is occurring that we truly experience discomfort and physical hardships that we're even cold or we go hungry it's very rare yet we are seeing rates of depression and anxiety increase like crazy especially after the last few years and what we experienced and this is so heartbreaking I don't want anyone to struggle which is why I'm making this episode and which is why I want to talk about the parts of this conversation that I think are missing. My hypothesis is that we are not living in a way that our biology has evolved to live. The way we're living doesn't support our bodies and it doesn't support our brains. We're not meant to spend all days indoors. We're not meant to only connect with others through a screen. We're not meant to spend all day sitting down and not moving our bodies and eating processed food that lacks the nutrients that we need. I do think there are many lifestyle factors that play into experiencing symptoms of mental illness. The system that our society currently has in place to support people and their mental health is frankly not working. Traditional therapy and prescribing drugs is not a cure. Like, I have not observed mass amounts of people getting better even though the rates of prescribing antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication has skyrocketed people aren't people aren't overcoming these illnesses and i also think there's this really huge culture on tiktok of really identifying and using these labels and 
it's weird. I might get some hate for this, but people turn having a mental illness into their entire identity and their entire brand and they make videos about it and they try and diagnose other people online, which is so harmful. They're just really oddly attached to having usually anxiety or ADHD. I truly don't understand it because it's completely okay to have a diagnosis and to struggle with these things. I just think that it is harming more people than it's helping and, and that's what I care about. And the thing is, is that Big Pharma continues to profit off of this. They don't care about you. They don't care about your mental illness. The bottom line is, is that if people continue to get mentally sicker and sicker and struggle with anxiety and depression, they make more money. And last year alone, antidepressant medication ranked third worldwide for pharmaceutical sales and made Big Pharma $13.4 billion. Antipsychotic medications generated $6.5 billion in revenue as well. So why would they want you to get better if that means they would not be making as much money because they are a business? That is their goal. Their goal isn't to help you. Which is why today I wanted to talk about natural ways that you can support your mind and your brain and actually optimize your mental health in a holistic way that doesn't cost money because I actually care and I want people to be happy and I want them to live a life that fulfills them so they don't have to struggle with depression and anxiety symptoms and also to not go on medication with so many side effects that just cover up the symptoms without addressing the root cause because the root cause is our lifestyle and I guess it is also generational trauma. I also want to go into detail about different types of therapy because traditional talk therapy is really promoted online which is amazing but I don't think it is the end all and be all. I don't think it works for everyone and yeah I want to discuss some other options and the problems with it and stuff. So some scientifically proven ways that I have also had personal experience with that improve your mental health. First of all, the sun. We have been taught to fear the sun. Apparently it gives us cancer when vitamin D is actually essential for our mental health. If you have a vitamin D deficiency, you will most likely experience depression symptoms. Do you notice how you feel happier when you go on holidays to somewhere sunny or tropical? You probably just feel happier because you are getting more sunlight. Sunlight, like I said in the last few episodes, I probably mention it in every episode because it is so important. So please get at least 30 minutes of sun daily and you can do this early in the morning or in the afternoon if you want to avoid the hottest parts of the day, which it's just a wise thing to do. You can also take a vitamin D supplement, but I'm going to say I don't actually recommend this. If you live in an area that isn't sunny and you're not able to receive vitamin D from the sun, I'm not even being dramatic. My genuine advice is move, <laughs> move, move somewhere where it's sunny because without the sun, I actually don't know what I would do taking a supplement just couldn't replace that for me personally. When it's really cloudy or rainy here, it is only usually for a few days, but sometimes in tropical like storm season, it can last for a week and I actually start to feel sad 
and depressed and all of my favorite activities are outside, I don't even know what to do. (laughs) But I'm being so genuine. If you feel like it's really easy for you to slip into a depressive state and you live somewhere that doesn't have a generally sunny climate, honestly move. It's not worth living your whole life lacking vitamin D and sunshine and the joy and well-being that that brings to your life. Just trust me on it. Trust me, if you go on holidays and you feel like a completely different person, you need to change your life. And it's so worth it. Like, your mental health is so important. It, Your just basic bottom line happiness is so important. Anyone living in the UK, I'm talking to you. I actually don't know how people live in the UK. I have lots of friends from there. And when they go back home, I just... I really keep them in my heart. Some of the areas are so beautiful, but yeah, it'd be really challenging. You definitely want to implement a vitamin D supplement if you do choose to live there. Just generally speaking, if you want your brain and your body to come back into alignment, we need to try and find ways to move away from these modern lifestyles, even in micro moments, because connecting to the earth, walking barefoot every day reduces stress, it reduces inflammation in the body, it releases endorphins and if you do this every day you will feel so much better. Your happiness levels will increase. The soles of the shoes that we wear are made of rubber which doesn't conduct electricity or energy so if you live in a city you can go months and weeks without actually connecting your bare feet to the earth and you miss out on so many essential health benefits that our ancestors have experienced for all of time that all animals experience everyday items like our mobile phones the tv wi-fi all emit emfs which have a positive charge while the earth actually emits negative ions and a high concentration of positive ions are detrimental to your health And it's insane how much our exposure to EMFs have increased as we've gotten more technologically advanced. But connecting to the earth in this way, which people call earthing or grounding, can actually neutralize these detriments. When the human body is connected to the ground, it actually creates a closed circuit for energy transfer. We are literally designed to walk barefoot we are designed like we are energetic beings and we connect through the earth and then a pole runs all an energetic pole runs all the way up through our spines down out the crown of our head and connects us to the ethers to the sun it is just so important for the natural flow and rhythm of our bodies and again this just affects our minds and the way that we feel You know when people say if you feel stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, go take a walk? Like literally, go take a walk. That is the best advice I've ever heard. And don't wear shoes. Just increase the benefits of the walk because I've never taken a walk and felt worse afterwards ever. That's never happened. (laughs) Being out in nature where our bodies have evolved to thrive is healing on all levels. We're not meant to sit indoors all day staring at blue light screens, connecting with people not face to face and just receiving 
instant instant gratification and unhealthy releases of dopamine of course we're a mentally sick population it makes sense to us because we're conditioned to think that it's normal and it makes sense but to our bodies they don't understand they don't understand what any of this is so it's causing all of these imbalances and the next thing that is really important and is so underrated is play just playing playing like a little kid you know when you see a little kid playing I saw a kid at the park yesterday and his mum was like Archie come here and he was in his own world he'd like found a stick and obviously he was in the middle of a battle he was clearly fighting someone like could she not see that he was in the middle of something so important he was like flinging it around he was using his imagination it was so beautiful and I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit jealous I think kids can teach us so much and by observing the way that they can be fully present and just truly tap into their joy and play and do things without an end goal or a purpose or having to check it off your to-do list just getting lost in that state of fun that is so important and our world is so serious and I I fall victim to this too I can get so serious and think of everything that I need to do and I also think this is also one of the reasons why when you go on holidays you feel like a different person you get your personality back because you're not worried about ticking all these things off you're just everything to you is new and you're having fun without a schedule and time limits and meetings and appointments and lists you're just fully present and play is such an amazing fun way to tap into the present moment when is the last time that you have done something just because you enjoy it not because you're trying to get somewhere or reach an end goal just because you enjoy it and it's fun and so many of us feel guiltier for that which is ridiculous and again stupid conditioning the thing is too is that as we get older and we're not children anymore most adults i'd say the culture leans really heavily towards linking play and having fun with drinking alcohol i want to do a whole podcast episode on alcohol because i just think the relationship that our culture and society has with it is incredibly harmful in so many ways but i have consciously made the decision in my life to not binge drink i'll have a drink every now and then i'm not completely against it but i do it with intention and i don't use it as a way to connect with others or to let go and have fun and I think going on this journey has allowed me to tap into a place where I can just have fun without drinking I can go dance and laugh with my friends and make jokes and connect with them and wake up without anxiety which is this new term I've seen going around because alcohol really does affect your mental state especially the next day when you wake up without energy so dehydrated feeling like shit probably depressed and overthinking all of the things you did the night before this isn't true fulfilling fun this is not a way to connect to joy and your inner child I think more and more people are going sober and talking about the benefits of a sober lifestyle and how it's impacted them which is amazing and I'm so happy to see this change slowly slowly happening on a collective scale because I am seeing it 
which makes me so, so happy. But there are really simple ways that you can incorporate play into your everyday life that aren't unachievable. I recently got a dog. I'm never going to shut up about her. Um, But I've been walking her every morning. And the other day, I saw this woman playing with her dog. AKA, she was looking at her phone the whole time without giving her dog any attention, just throwing at the stick. And it was so sad because you could just see that dog just wanting to connect with its owner and it she was just stuck behind the phone. But literally put your phone away, go outside, play with your dog, your cat, put your phone down essentially. That's the first step to playing, put your phone down. <laughs> Animals and children are such a portal into this pure, innocent joy. So if you have like a baby cousin or a younger sibling I remember when my littlest brother was like super young and I would just go play with him and like let him make up imaginary stories and oh it was so fun and yeah definitely recommend doing that because it does just brighten your day and bring you into an instant state of joy other ways are literally I love playing board games and card games Again, anything that you like to do as a kid, just do it now because there's a reason that the version of yourself without conditioning and programming loved it. It's probably a part of your soul, like baking and cooking. I've loved that ever since I was a child and it still brings me so much joy. Even painting and creating, but without doing it for a purpose, just do it because you want to do it and you enjoy the process. The next holistic way to optimize your mental health might sound really obvious and you've probably heard it a million times, but it is exercise. But it is insane the studies and research that you can find on how exercise benefits mental illness symptoms because exercise is just as effective as treating mild to moderate depression as drugs. But Big Pharma doesn't make profit if you just go move your body and that's only half an hour three times a week which is so achievable exercise is one of those things that I actually really find it hard to get into a good routine of so if you're like me I would suggest workout classes and finding ones that you like or if you already know that you love running or you love dancing or swimming sign up to a club or a group or a class where you have to be there and you have to be accountable and it's like 8am every Tuesday I have this on because then you can't procrastinate it then it's a priority and also personally I used to just go to the gym and just do my own um, resistance training I got really bored though I'm just gonna be honest working out by myself but making it a class or a group sport or something like that also gives you that social connection and that community aspect and if you're showing up somewhere three times a week you're saying hello to everyone you're getting to know them you're with the same kind of people and you're moving your body and as someone who is naturally introverted this is really important to me and I found that making exercise also a social activity has been really motivating and also brought me greater joy. I made it a goal this year to just have a consistent exercise routine. I'm not trying to get shredded or 
build a booty. Like I just want to consistently exercise because I know it's good for all aspects of my health. And this isn't sponsored or anything, but I have been using ClassPass, which is this app. It is it is the answer to all of my problems. And you sign up for a monthly membership and you get a certain amount of credits and you can use them at workout studios, yoga studios, Pilates studios all around you. So I'm able to do yoga and also resistance training, which is like a really good balance for me. And then tonight I'm going to do a Pilates bar class that my friend runs. So if you're like me and you like many different forms of exercise, like I don't want to just sign up to a gym because I also love yoga and I also love Pilates. I really recommend ClassPass. I will leave a link for it below too if you want to do a free trial because that's how I first did it. I did a free trial and then I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. If I sign up for a few classes a week, I'm accountable. I'm there. It's a social thing. I feel so much better about myself. I'm getting the endorphins release. I am treating any possible depression symptoms just as effectively as if I was to get prescribed antidepressants. That is amazing. So yeah, definitely try out the free trial in the link below. I also want to talk about the way that diet impacts our mental health. And the most important nutrient that you want to make sure you're getting is omega-3 fatty acids because this impacts your brain health and brain function and you can make sure you're getting enough omega-3s by incorporating fish into your diet. I personally don't eat fish but there's nuts and seeds. I make sure to have these with just about every meal. I usually just chop some up and put them on top of my meals. I love chia seeds and flax seeds and hemp seeds and brazil nuts and walnuts and almonds. There's so many delicious yummy sources of omega-3 fatty acids. That is actually one supplement that I do take. I try not to take many supplements because I think if you have a well-rounded diet, you don't really need to. But I take a DHA supplement, which is just like um, an oil that you just drop into your mouth. So yeah, super easy. But omega-3 fatty acids have also been shown to reduce inflammation in the brain, which is how they actually benefit your mental health. Because chronic inflammation has been linked to depression and anxiety, and that's science, okay? I'm, I'm not going to go into all the statistics and all the studies and research because that's not really what this podcast is. It's more just my life experiences mixed with the personal research I've done, and then you can use this to go explore these topics further if that's something you're interested in. You know what I'm saying? But this is what I mean when it's so important to take a holistic approach because even just the food that we eat impacts our mental health and the way that we feel. If you go to a doctor's office and you say, I'm experiencing anxiety or depression symptoms, they're not going to say, okay, what's your diet like? Are you experiencing chronic inflammation of the brain? Are you vitamin D deficient? Let's test that. Are you having enough omega-3 fatty acids? How many times a week are you exercising? How much are you getting outside? Are you getting enough sun? What's your community like around you? Do you feel supported and uplifted by the people you're surrounded by? That wouldn't keep them in business or keep Big Pharma in business. They'll say, I've got this pill. We can up your milligrams if you need it. But if you take this, it will all go away and you don't actually have to address your lifestyle or the stress and trauma that you're facing. 
And these are the conversations that people aren't having online. And I, I just think you need to remember that these industries don't care about you. As emotional and vulnerable and deep as these conversations about mental health are, these industries and corporations, they don't care. It's, it's all fake, which is so sad and it breaks my heart. And it's, again, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that they are profiting off of people's suffering. But it's the truth, which is why I want to share this. Because I want people to get better. I don't want this to be people's reality. And I don't want this to be the reality of our world as a collective. But some foods that do cause chronic inflammation and inflammation of the brain which contribute to depression and anxiety symptoms. This whole list is essentially just processed foods. So if you structure most of your diet around foods from the earth as close to their natural form as possible, you'll be fine. But the first one on this list is processed sugar. So any foods that are really high in added refined sugars you want to avoid when i'm baking or cooking at home i like to replace these with natural sources of sugar because we all like sweet things and you can do this with pure 100 maple syrup or honey or even coconut sugar is a lot better and if you do want to do some baking with regular sugar i tend to go for brown sugar which although it's still refined it does have the molasses still in it so it does actually contain more nutrients than pure white refined sugar and this is also better than artificial sweeteners like erythritol and weird chemicals like that you also just don't mess with them i don't even know what they are but they don't they're not natural. You don't find them in nature the way that you find coconuts or honey or maple trees. Or I completely forgot about medjool dates. Medjool dates are nature's candy. They taste like little caramels and they're so good. If you want a sweet treat that doesn't cause inflammation to your body, get medjool dates. Okay, this is my favorite snack. Cut them open. I put inside almond butter and then I cover them in dark chocolate and put them in the fridge or freezer. And they are like little Snickers or Twix bars. And they are so yummy. But obviously, they're not going to give you depression or anxiety. <laughs> also, trans fats, which you'll find in margarine and vegetable oils and fried foods. Also, alcohol causes inflammation in the brain and impairs cognitive function. Alcohol is terrible for your brain and your mental health. Like I was saying before... People use it as a way to connect to joy and connect with others, but it does contribute to mental health issues and it's not the wisest thing to consume. Also, gluten and dairy, I think this is really dependent on the individual just because some people are sensitive or intolerant to these things. But if you are sensitive or intolerant to gluten or dairy, they will probably trigger inflammation in the brain and body. I personally... I am intolerant to dairy. I didn't really realize because I've been vegetarian my whole life. So a lot of the vegetarian options included a lot of dairy. So I ate a lot of it growing up. And then as I got older, I cut it out because I was having really severe skin issues, which have cleared up now, by the way. And I also look back on my childhood and I have so many memories of having awful stomach aches like all the time. Every time there was a sleepover and I would get the vegetarian pizza, which was obviously just a cheese pizza, I would have 
I would feel so sick and it was awful because every sleepover they're like we're getting pizza I'd be like oh crap I'm about to feel so sick for the rest of the night as for gluten though I'm not really sensitive to gluten but whenever I do buy wheat products like bread or flour I always make sure they're organic like that is my number one thing that I make sure is organic as well as soy if I'm having tofu or tempeh just because wheat and soy are the most heavily sprayed um, crops with glyphosate and glyphosate is again would cause so much inflammation in your body so maybe if you are not celiac or intolerant to gluten if you are sensitive maybe try switching to organic because it could just be the pesticides that are fucking with your body but this is also why I love baking at home because I can make sure I have organic flour I can make sure that I used unrefined sugar and I can still enjoy like homemade treats that I bake and pour my energy and love into and they are yummier and because when you bake at home things aren't so easily accessible you can't just go down to the supermarket and grab like a bunch of cookies or pre-baked muffins that are full of trans fats and will cause inflammation to your body because it actually takes time and effort and energy and is a process and you can't just like eat like 10 muffins a day you're not getting that instant gratification it's like this really satisfying healthy dopamine release which is why I think I love it because you watch all of these organic ingredients turn into something magical like a lemon poppy seed cake or a banana cinnamon muffin or a coconut cookie and you're like wow I created that my magical creator energy really transformed those ingredients (laughs) I'm on such a tangent I just love food so I could talk about it all day also in terms of diet which is something that I'm kind of just recently learning is to do with eastern medicine specifically Ayurveda and also traditional Chinese medicine. Since I have been receiving acupuncture, I have learned that the temperature of your foods and how cooked they are versus how raw they are, we all have different body constitutions. And Ayurveda categorizes these into doshas, and you can be imbalanced. So it doesn't actually matter how healthy you're eating, it could actually not be supporting your body and mind and causing an imbalance. And that was me because I do verge on the anxious side. I have trouble sleeping and stuff like that. Just a bit of an overthinker. Um, And I was eating smoothies, salads, lots of raw foods, like all cold, not really cooked. And then when I saw these practitioners, they were like, "Mm, that's not really ideal. And it could explain a lot of the things that are happening in your body and also how it's affecting your mind. So they recommend that I have more cooked foods and warm foods like soups and stews because they will really ground me and that also plays into the way that my mind works. And I love how those medicine philosophies link the mind and body and diet and everything and it's all connected. So that is something really interesting to research as well as, you know, nutrients and stuff just because I don't think nutrition practices often take into account those ideas and I do think they're valuable so yeah that's really really interesting and I recommend but speaking of healthy dopamine releases I also wanted to talk about dopamine 
Dopamine is a neurotransmitter in the brain that is essentially the reward system for our body. So when we receive a release of dopamine, we feel all the good feelings. We feel pleasure, motivation, happiness. But releases of dopamine are essentially just a response to our external environment. So you will have felt this when you're eating delicious food or connecting with a friend or doing something that you really love. And you can actually experience dopamine imbalances, which obviously will impact the way that you feel, the way you experience life and your mental health. Low dopamine levels have been linked to depression, anxiety, ADHD, even Parkinson's disease. There are so many factors that can be linked to a dopamine imbalance and it almost feels like our everyday lives are set up to cause this because they're such common things. Like I said, poor diet, lack of exercise, chronic stress, sleep deprivation, substance abuse, even social media, anything instant gratification, pornography. And these are things that most people do every day and addictions to pornography, addictions to social media, to substances, addictions to even sugar have been so normalized. So it's no wonder that we are seeing such high rates of depression and anxiety. It is wild and wacky to think that we are walking around eating processed foods that inflame our brain, drinking alcohol every weekend to connect to this joy that is also causing brain inflammation, not spending enough time outside having vitamin D deficiencies, getting addicted to these instant dopamine hits that, again, depletes our brain of an essential neurotransmitter, living more separated from our community and connection than ever before. And then we go to the doctors and say, I feel depressed, I feel anxious, can you please give me a pill? It, it, it is crazy. It is so sad. But how true is that? Like all of these things that are so normal, all of these lifestyle habits and factors that are not supportive of our mental health are so normalized. But again, they're not really talked about or discussed in the way that they are seriously impacting people's well-being and their lives. Also, I'm not saying never, ever do any of these things ever. They are just something to be mindful of if you feel like maybe these habits are a part of your everyday routine and they're starting to affect you in a negative way that you notice. Like maybe just cut back and make some changes. I'm just spreading the information that I've learned that has helped me. Like don't make this stressful and never have fun again in your life if you go to a party and there's cake and it's full of sugar eat it because it sounds birthday just be mindful and conscious if maybe these things are negatively impacting your mental health because it's really important your mental health's important i am however seeing lots of youtube and tiktok videos coming up on my page about people doing dopamine fasting which is essentially where you take a conscious break from these instant sources of dopamine that deplete your brain to reset your brain, which is really cool. So they will cut out things like refined sugars that give your brain that instant hit of pleasure, like pornography, like social media, because it tricks you into thinking you're connecting with people when you're actually not. And when you're hooked on all of these things, you don't find everyday life as beautiful or fulfilling or motivating because your brain simply can't keep up. 
So I think it's so great that young people are creating content like this and actually exploring these natural ways of healing their brains and their relationship with their minds. It's like when you've been eating a diet really high in processed food and refined sugars and then you try fruit and it doesn't even taste sweet to you anymore because your body and your receptors just aren't used to it. But then once you reset your palate to natural fruit and vegetables, they do taste sweet and delicious and you crave more of those foods. Other ways that you can receive dopamine in a healthy way, because obviously we want to feel pleasure, we want to feel fulfilled, we want to feel motivated. And you can seek out this neurotransmitter in ways that do actually benefit your life and are balanced. And one of those ways that I think is doing a task where you can see a physical outcome. Like I said before, baking to me is so satisfying because after you do all of that hard work and you actually work for it, you get that nice hit and that satisfaction at the end. Same as working out, like you put in hard work and at the end, all these endorphins are released and you feel motivated and satisfied with your results. Anything where you actually have to exert mental force or physical strength or creativity to physically see the result of something that isn't just like boom instant gratification is a healthy release of dopamine even just listening to music makes you feel uplifted and joyful and connecting with others socially and that's what I wanted to talk about next because I don't think you can talk about mental health and well-being without addressing the fact that our bodies and our minds we are designed to live in community we're not meant to do life alone but that is the way the world has become we are so independent humans are social creatures we thrive in social settings that is that is just the simple biology of it And after the last few years and the pandemic and all of this isolation, I have seen the effects so strongly, even in like online shopping. I actually don't, I actually could not leave my house for weeks anymore and I'd be fine because after those years, we found a way to, for our society to function without any of us having to leave our house and actually look into each other's eyes face to face and hug and connect and have this physical touch and listen to each other and share stories and oh like it's just our biology we need this human connection in order to function and thrive this is something that I'm personally working on building in my life just because my downfall is that I can really easily self-isolate and I know that it's not beneficial for my mental or physical health and I I really am so much happier when I'm seeing friends more often, when I'm getting out of the house and going and getting my food from the farmer's market and talking to the man who grows the bananas I put in my smoothie every morning. That is really how we're supposed to live and it fills me with so much joy. But I mean, the way my life is set up right now is my my best friend lives overseas and I only talk to her through a screen and it's so sad. It I want to hug her 
It's so easy to trick ourselves into thinking that we have so many friends and we're so connected when honestly most of my interactions happen over Instagram DMs because you can just reach anyone at any time nowadays. You don't have to go to the effort of finding a time and a place because people again now we can jam our lives with so much filler bullshit work productivity when we're just getting further and further away from the things that make humans human i did also recently see this video comparing the culture of america to italy not that i can really speak from personal experience to italy's culture but i will be able to because i'm traveling there at the end of the year which i'm so excited for But it was basically saying how everyone in America has a therapist and it's this highly promoted thing and everyone goes to talk therapy. But in Italy, everyone's like, what? Like, it's just not really a thing because they have community and connection embedded into their culture. And yes, therapy is a beneficial tool, but it ha- it's not really a replacement to talking to the people closest to us about our feelings and the stresses that are affecting us. And maybe the reason talk therapy has become such a big thing and also profitable industry is because community is no longer embedded into our culture. Even exercise. Exercise isn't embedded into our everyday lifestyles the way that it is in Europe where they can walk everywhere and it's just more of a thing. Doing outdoor activities is more of a thing. They're like, in America, they're like, let's cut out community. We'll cut out like like whole foods will make everything processed we'll sell them supplements instead we'll sell them therapy instead we'll sell them workout and gym memberships instead when all of these things are just basic human needs but they're now all products and commercialized and capitalized on it is a very crazy topic to think about and i could go into rabbit holes and rabbit holes the last thing that i wanted to talk about is is expand on this idea of therapy because I've personally never been to traditional therapy and when I say that I mean seeing a psychologist and talking to them but from what I've observed I don't really think that this would be beneficial to me. I have a close friend who has gone to therapy and she still does go sometimes but she is also a kinesiologist so she works with other people clearing trauma that is stored within the body and again I'm just speaking from my personal experiences if it is something that works for you I'm not saying don't go don't help yourself I'm just I don't know expanding your mind to other possibilities and other therapies that could benefit you even more that aren't embedded into the mental health support system that is presented to us by the government And she was basically saying that when she goes to therapy, she talks about all her stresses and all her problems and she leaves the session and they've all been brought up from deep within her body. She's, you know, obviously very emotional and in this heightened emotional state. And then she just leaves and she has no way to actually clear the emotion talking about everything brings it up to the surface but then there is no somatic element to actually clear this energy and store trauma does that make sense body work isn't something that is recognized in the medical system as helpful if anything it's kind of made fun of it and everyone's like oh it's so woo woo 
But if you read the book, The Body Keeps the Score or The Secret Language of the Body or even Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Body, you will see that emotions that you don't feel and you don't process get stored and trapped within your body and then manifest as physical disease or as bipolar or as manic depression or even just as anxiety. And there are so many different types of bodywork that you can explore. Obviously, you can see practitioners for massage or womb hara, which is a beautiful room massage, which is really healing, or kinesiology, like I mentioned. I've personally found that amazing. Even acupuncture sometimes after I get acupuncture, I have a really big emotional release. But there are also ways that you can practice bodywork in your everyday life that are free and accessible and healing nonetheless. I'm going to talk about a few of my favorites that I've personally used that have helped me. And the first one is EFT tapping. I haven't gone really deep into EFT tapping, so I just had to look up what it stands for. All I know is that it makes me feel better and it's worked for me in the past, but it's emotional freedom techniques tapping. And it's a holistic therapy that combines elements of traditional Chinese medicine, acupressure and cognitive behavioral therapy. And it involves tapping on specific points of the body with your fingertips while focusing on a particular issue or emotion. I have done this when I've been feeling like a lot of anxiety come up. I'm not sure if there's specific points for certain emotions. That's probably something that you'll have to dive into if you want to try this. But I've just done it on my sternum, on my chest and also on my forehead. And for me, it just brings my awareness into this space or into this state and takes it away from this huge emotion that is basically taking me away from the present moment. It taps me back into my body when a lot of the time when you're experiencing really overwhelming emotions, you tend to dissociate. Other things that you can do too is self-massage. Giving yourself like a little massage on your hands or your shoulders or your feet is just really soothing and calming and can help you again just tune back into your body and presence and even dancing. There is this girl that I follow on Instagram and I have for a while and her name is Freya Haley and she posts so many beautiful dancing videos and basically dancing is her way of moving the energy in her body and releasing it and emotion is just energy in motion so when you're dancing you actually are able to clear emotion from your body and again this is also like play like let go let go of the mind and tune back into your body and the best way to do this is without judgment without fear just let yourself move I do tend to veer more towards the anxious side just because I think that's just a little bit part of the imbalance that I experience of my constitution like in Ayurveda I would say that I'm vata imbalance which is the air element and so symptoms of this do include anxiety I I can just really get stressed and worked up about things but I wanted to share a few little tips that calm me and comfort me because having these little holistic natural remedies to put you at ease in those moments can be so helpful because 
anxiety and depression and having these mental disorders and experiencing their symptoms like it fucking sucks it sucks that so many of us are struggling it sucks that a normal lifestyle and that lifestyle that is normalized isn't supportive of our bodies or our brains and a lot of the times we are forced into unfavorable situations where we are just going to experience these imbalances and I'm not blaming anyone for experiencing them it's just life and we have these things so we can heal and move forward and learn and even just having these symptoms of anxiety and depression when I experience them obviously I don't have a diagnosis but when I experience these emotions there's always a deeper message behind it I always think where am I not in alignment in my life and what are these emotions trying to show me and tell me where do I need to come back into alignment with my true self where am I not expressing myself where am I not taking care of myself but my first little tip is aromatherapy I love aromatherapy because our sense of smell is basically just another way that our brain receives information and I have two diffusers I have one in my room and I actually put it on before this episode and I put in my favorite oil blend which is called hug time so it's just a really soothing comforting essential oil blend these are all oils that are distilled from organic natural plants this one has sweet orange geranium rose i can't really remember lavender lavender is really good for anxiety and relaxation and sometimes if i'm feeling a bit overwhelmed i will strategically put on this blend and put my diffuser on before bed so when I go to bed I'm smelling these calming soothing scents and I have to say it actually does work and it, and it even works for dogs I made my partner's sister's dog um, a dog like aromatherapy calming mist and she came back to me and she was like Daisy can I get some more can I like pay you to make me some more because this actually worked because her dog is just crazy and I I was like really she goes yeah I rubbed it like on her chest and like just sprayed it around her before her walk and usually she's nuts but she was actually so good on her walk and I'm like wow I actually love that you actually saw results from that and dogs smell receptors they have so many more smell receptors than us so I was like of course of course I can make you some more also really random but anything warming because like in Ayurveda Vata is an imbalance of like coldness and airiness using something warming is really grounding so sometimes I'll just get my hot water bottle and fill it up even if I don't need it for physical pain and I'll just hold it on my stomach and it just grounds me so much and I don't know we're just like adults are just like big kids like sometimes we just need to cuddle a teddy and we just need something warm and snuggly to hold and I I love my hot water bottle for times when I'm just feeling overwhelmed or or anxious I just sit down and have a little cuddle with my hot water bottle and it grounds me so much even hot showers just like water is so amazing and healing to move energy water is is cleansing it always even tears think about it tears are literally your body releasing emotion having a shower 
cleanses you of energy. Jumping in the ocean, think about how good you feel after you go in the ocean. Literally, I remember going for my first swim of the summer and getting out of the ocean and being like, oh my god, I swear the ocean is drugs. I feel so alive. Anything that's stressing you or weighing you down when you go in the ocean or a lake, as soon as you get out, it's gone. Like you just feel so clear headed after. So a hot shower is so great for me. Even sweat, like sweating is your body releasing emotions. Like after a workout, again, you feel so clear headed. And my two other tips I've already gone into, but a walk, just going for a walk outside in the sun, barefoot, connect to who you are, allow your biology to feel at ease and also just feeling it. Just feel it. I think that lots of problems and addictions in our society stem from people pushing and shoving down all these emotions that they're too afraid to face, which is why we see drug addiction, alcohol addiction, social media addiction, shopping addictions, food addictions. There are so many forms of addictions that we don't really acknowledge. I think that everyone's like, oh yeah, there's gambling and smoking and drinking, but yeah, even just shopping and social media and especially food and processed foods like this obesity epidemic didn't come out of nowhere people aren't choosing these unhealthy lifestyles it's because they're in pain and again this is why I do think the conversation on mental health is so important because we need to be able to feel and express the things that we're running from so that they don't get stored and trapped in our bodies and we don't have to prolong this suffering and pain. So please, next time you feel like you need to cry or scream, go do it, feel your feelings. I'm also going to leave in the description below all the numbers for the hotlines if you really feel like you do need to talk to someone and you don't have that support around you or you feel isolated. All of those numbers and links will be in the description because yeah we are talking about mental health and it is a very serious topic I don't want anyone to have to experience or deal with these symptoms alone you can also always dm me my dms are always open and I always reply to them um but I'm gonna wrap things up here as always I'm going to finish this episode off with a channeled message If this isn't your thing, take what resonates, leave the rest. Maybe you know the drill by now. This is a message that is coming through today that we all need to hear. How you treat yourself is how you treat everyone. If you can't recognize God as you look in the mirror every morning, it is a lot harder to see it in the eyes you look into as you go about your day. And this shows up in the way you speak to yourself. Are you gentle? Do you allow yourself grace? How easily do you forgive your mistakes? This is everyone's first time at life that they remember. Be kind, especially to you, because this is what makes being a compassionate member of your community so much easier. We want things to be easy for you. I love how this ties in because, yeah, the way that you treat yourself is the version of you that will spill out to the world. And if you treat yourself with compassion, it is just easier to treat everyone with compassion. 
and that's just that is how we change the world with compassion for one another and of course a few journal prompts which I will also leave in the show notes below as well as links to my TikTok so if you want if you have something to say or add to or ask about this episode you'll be able to do it over there my username is at Daisy Evia Daisy like the flower E-V-I-A but the journal prompts we're going out with surrounding this conversation are where do you feel stress within your body? Do you allow yourself to express your emotions without judgment? And how can I support myself through challenging emotions? These feel super, super important. And I really hope that this episode helped you in some way. Again, all mental health resources will be in the show notes below. And I really hope that you implement some of these things because I just wanted to talk about mental health from a holistic perspective in hopes that maybe it will help some more people than the current way that the system is set up to support mental health because yeah the mental health crisis is just getting more and more serious and more and more people are suffering and I essentially don't think it's working it's making corporations a lot of money And I want people to be able to express themselves authentically and live a healthy life on all levels, physically, mentally, in alignment with their bodies and their biology and their minds. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I'm sending you so much love and go for a walk outside with your friend. I feel like that ticks every single box that we talked about, all in one easy achievable step. I hope you have the best Sunday ever and I'll talk to you next week.